Well, it's a good question what's really going on and how did it happen is the question I'm still wrestling with because we really don't know how it happened. The Norfolk Naval Base at the time was the world's largest, I think, and certainly our most important naval station in the world. Um, so how did that happen that NATO just came in apparently, I mean, seemingly behind the scenes and just scooped it up and took control of it um, with no, no media, no black, total blackout on any media attention, no congressional oversight. You know, our ancestors way back uh, you know, in 1620 came here to get away from the monarchy and get away from that European style of life. And they wanted something different. They wanted some freedom and some ability to have their own country that was theirs. Um, and here we are now losing this piece of our, this piece of our sovereignty. Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C-60 not only has a very real potential exciting lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. This is part two with Rini Parsons. We're talking about the Navy being taken over by NATO, and it's extremely important. I see everybody pretty much being controlled like lemmings. I'm just going to be honest. It seems as if people are not paying attention to the highest priority items, and they just bounce around based on what's big in the media and not focused on doing the high priority items as a unified team. In fact, I know that's a problem. For example, the Trump invasion. Yeah, it's a big deal. But at the same time, why is this making people the maddest they've ever been? And it's, why weren't you just as mad with the election or January 6th or the child trafficking? Or, I mean, I could name thing after thing after thing that you should be just as mad about, not just this Trump invasion by the FBI. Yeah, can we use it to motivate more people to see what's going on? Yeah, we can get more people to see and wake up to the tyranny. But to for this to be what makes you more angry is to me is ridiculous because that anger should have been there way before this as far as what's going on. That being said, it's really critical that we pay attention to the highest priority items and that that would be our sovereignty, meaning we don't want a global world government controlling our health care, the military, the financial, the currency. The currency is a big one. 
and you know, other things too, but those three are probably the biggest. And then making sure we keep our first amendment and second amendment, because those two allow us to fight everything else. But we really have to get serious about focusing on this. Obviously education is important because that's how they're controlling the young ones to do their bidding. But if we're not focused on these items and we're just dragged around like lemmings, we, we won't get things done. Am I convinced that our government isn't already co-opted in a, in a big way? Um, yeah, I know we are. And is common law and doing our own assemblies maybe the only way we're going to get out of this? Maybe. But by doing this, this can slow a lot of things down. I got to tell you that th- what trumps everything else is culture. If we get everybody resonating at the same thing, working together in unity, that'll be anything. We can change whatever we want if we're focused all in the same direction. It, whatever human laws are put into place, we can change that by being unified and resonating at the same level and being very focused together. That, anybody telling you something different than that, they don't understand the law of physics and humans and how we operate. That's why you get everybody organized and working together and nobody can stop us. The important thing they're doing is trying to divide us, get us distracted. They want us to be a bunch of lemmings focused on trivial things. Not that the FBI raid is trivial, but in the grand scheme, it's a hell of a lot more trivial than making our military being taken over or the currency and our sovereignty when it comes to setting our own budgets and having individual freedom with our health care. Because this tyranny already existed. We've been watching this. They took over the election for crying out loud. You don't think they're going to raid his home? But yes, if it, if it wakes up more people, then great. I posted an article about the FBI. This is from a Senate report back in 1976. It shows you what the FBI has been doing. They've been doing these kind of hoaxes and crap for, for decades now. It's worse now and it's more blatant, but it's been like this for a long time because the swamp has been corrupt and messed up for a long time. It's been like this since the early turn of the last century. And they've been working on this global agenda for a long time. So we hopefully can be on team smart, not team stupid, and we can be focused and working all in the same direction. Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. Get your act together. If I was coaching a team right now, I'd say, okay, we need to step it way up. We are not performing at a level that we need to be. And I don't mean to be angry at my listeners because most of my listeners are pretty good. <laughs> you guys are pretty good. It just, I'm watching a bunch of lemmings run around with their head cut off, not mad at other things that they should have been mad at. And then just their hero gets um, attacked and now they're all mad. It, it just, it's not about these heroes and these leaders. It's about you. It's about all of us resonating in the same direction. That's what makes a difference. And that's what they know. And for some reason, you guys, not all my listeners, but in general, people out there don't know. And if if we can get everybody resonating, moving in the same direction, nobody can stop us. We can change whatever's going on. And they know it. And I know it. And we need everybody to know it.
So that being said, I want to tell you a few things before we get into this important show. First of all, we did a call to action. There is a link below. You can contact Rainy Parsons directly and get involved. And I always say this is the Roguski plan because James Roguski just did amazing work with the WHO and defeating those amendments. And yeah, a lot of it was the African nations, but wow, did he do a great job locally. And he has uh, said he wants to get involved in this as well. So I'm connecting them to we are just going to get this going. This is important. They take over our military, have uh, soldiers from all over the world on our soil, ready to do what they need to do. That's bad. And we need these Congress people. It's like they're just clueless. I know they're all blackmailed, but God, how much more clueless and inept can they be? They need to start focusing on what's important. And the only way we're going to get them focusing on what's important is if we demand it. And we demand it, just not a few of us. It's this resonating, huge group of unified people forcing it upon them. Then they will change. They will do it. Trust me. But if it's only a few of us, it doesn't work. It has to be a huge group. Okay, the other thing I want to tell you is that Fulvic Minerals Plus with Zeolite, they extended it to, for me till Sunday, this coming Sunday, because I didn't, my mom didn't order, I didn't get stuff. I'm like, oh, well, none of my family, we're just like losers. We, I was been so distracted, I didn't even get my $5 Fulvic Minerals. And so I'm like, okay, can we please extend this so at least my mom can get it? And I asked, actually, can I just like, still buy it and they, they or can I extend it so they let me extend it so super happy about that and I gotta tell you this is this is such an amazing deal five dollars for fulvic minerals plus that are organic that are that really absorb that has that fulvic acid plus the zeolite after five dollars if you subscribe it's still only forty nine dollars that is a phenomenal price. I got to tell you, because I know how much this stuff costs at, uh, you know, anything that has the minerals that are with fulvic acid that is with the type of soil you need. Plus they threw in zeolite. This is, um, it's such a great price, even at $49. So I hope you take advantage of this $5 offer. The link for that is below. Please go to my website, look at the link to how to get involved in this urgent call to action. And let's get into this. Great conversation, important conversation with Rini Parsons. And that's what we have to address. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we're never going to get past this nightmare that we're mm -hmm. in. So uh, and what do you think? How do you, uh, is it too late for some of this? I mean, can we recover? We have to. I, you know, I tend to be. A, we have to. We, we will. We don't and have, we have a choice, to. do we? Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I'm eternally an optimist because no matter where we are, we're at, we are where we're at and we fight it from where we're at mm -hmm. and we will always fight it no matter where we're at. Yes. And it's a very serious issue, but it has to be addressed and it has to be addressed head on. And so we have to have elected people. And, and I'm sure that this exists in every state, that there's an administrative state yes. uh, staff in every state as well, where it's, let's say it's a totally democratic state or a totally Republican state where those um, that administrative staff has just been there. It's reliable. It's um, uh, great benefits. And, you know, why not? Why leave and go someplace else? Unless, of course, they go over to the other side and work for one of the par uh, corporations or partners that's opposing their policy. But I'm sure the states and even big cities, I bet big cities in, uh, in the country have those kinds of administrative staff issues. Well, and they figured out how to manipulate that. The mm -hmm. people who want to manipulate that mm -hmm. have figured it out with money, how to manipulate that situation. Mm -hmm. And we are 
we have a lot of reeling back to do because as we figure out each little piece, there's another layer. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 you, yeah. you don't, you don't fully solve the problem. Like you think you are mm-hmm. because now we're like, okay, well that really wasn't the, per- we still have the same issues because the person we thought we fired would take care of it. It really, there's, it's really deep. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term process. I think, you know, it's not something I think that a new, for instance, a new president or a new governor can come in and just bingo, bango, make, make that happen. I think it takes, um, some real research and look at who needs to go, who needs to be retired, who needs to take their retirement. Um, and, you know, it's layers going through those layers. It's like peeling away an onion kind of, you yes. know, and getting to the core of the problem. And I think that takes a lot of time and commitment and energy. And I don't think it's something that can happen overnight, but I think it has to happen. The conversation the, and the conversation has begun. There is the conversation now out there about the administrative administrative state and we need to address it. So um, we have to elect those people who will do it. That's right. And do you think that we, you know, like you said, you're very optimistic. And I guess I'm optimistic too, that we can do this. We can get rid of Mm -hmm. it and we can do it. No matter how much money is behind it, we, the will of the people trumps the will of money mm-hmm. it, it really can because there's enough of us that that when you when you were dealing with genocide and we're dealing with some of the issues that we're dealing with we 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 can like i was saying our will can, can trump any money that they're paying people mm-hmm. off but it will get really messy and it's already mm-hmm. really messy. messy there's a lot of there's a lot of messaging out there that we've already won and all these things. And I guess I don't buy into that. I think that's a lot of propaganda nonsense because mm-hmm. it gets people to think that they shouldn't, they don't have to do anything, mm-hmm. but people, people really do have to do something right. It wasn't this easy that we didn't just win. We have we a have lot to, to do. One, one of the great things that's happened, I think, as a result of the 2020 election is that citizens are now more engaged. Yes. And I think that's been terrific. I mean, I know in my community, I know the Republican Party is much more energized and they're doing and involved in many more, many more issues and many more, they're running more candidates than they normally might. And so that's great, you know, that that kind of kind of conversation is going on. But, you know, we can just look at some of the departments. I think I included that in the article I wrote about um, Fauci and, and Burks. Um, some of the departments that are relatively new, like Homeland Security, has a humongous, what is it, 700,000, I'm not sure now, 700,000 employees, and then they have a budget to match. So it's not just, it's also um, this philosophical issue about who is really representing democracy, who is really representing the people, who is representing the the policies that benefit the community. Um, And that's one big part of the issue but the other one is looking at the dollars that some of these these um departments are are being awarded every year and they're billions and billions of dollars and they have thousands and thousands of employees like the doe department of energy um was initiated basically to protect us from imported oil well it hasn't done that at all Mm mm-hmm and, and so, um, meanwhile, they have, I can't remember what their budget is now, something like $85 billion with, you know, 10,000 10, or 15,000 employees or 
I mean, unconceivable un- kinds of numbers. And the education is the same thing. I thought the education was especially interesting because that department was also um, established by Carter. Carter established the Department of Energy and the Department of Education during his one term. He's a busy guy. And um, they won, they were splitting off from what was HE, um, Health and Human Services. They used to be education, used to be part of that Health and Human Services Department. So they split it off. So it had to go to a congressional vote. And it barely won. That vote barely won to establish a new educational department. And so here we are now with this massive budget. And again, thousands and thousands of employees. Well, and that just illustrates what my, my point that we've just started motivating the troops and creating the team is the beginning. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you don't win the soccer league or the football championship because right. you put the team together. Now it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of effort to, to win all these different battles and to actually take it over. We've just started because we've just started to rally the troops. Well, and I think we're just getting this information, really. I mean, who's talked about the administrative state before? Not really. You know, it hasn't been an issue before. And so it's really that's new right. coming up. And that's great that all of a sudden we're looking at this and saying, well, wait a minute. We don't want our federal government bureaucracy to be subverted like this. We want it to be flexible and organic. We want it to be able to react to whatever's happening in the country today that needs to be addressed and not be some stodgy old stuck in the mud kind of thinking. Well, and doesn't that start with freedom of the speech so that Mm. people can start to really understand they can get the information they need so that they can be engaged. If we Mm -hmm. shut everybody off and and so many people died because they were shutting off information on treatments during this COVID jab, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it just shows you how dangerous shutting off speech is, but it still is the same when it comes to our Congress, if in Mm -hmm. our, you know, laws and how things are run, if people aren't getting the information, like you were saying, we're starting to get the information, but the masses aren't. And I know some of this stuff is so boring. They don't care. But as you get older and you realize how much things affect you, it's really not that boring, is it? Yeah, and and especially because none of us want to leave this current situation for our children and our grandchildren. That's right. We want them to grow up with the kind of childhood that we both had, you know, which I think was generally pretty carefree, you know, and not with this heavy hand of the federal government weighing on them. And right now, that's what we're getting. Yeah, and especially, you know, in the school districts. Well, we'll get the reset, right? And that's what they're Mm -hmm. ushering in is this Mm. global... And that's why the Navy being taken over by NATO is so scary because that's a step closer to this global governance that they're trying to go after. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have every, I just may be naive. I don't think it is. I think it's grounded in really heavy duty political experience. Um, But I have every reason to believe that they're going to fall on their knees, that Klaus Schwab is not going to, yeah. Do. I think it's all going to just fall apart. I don't know how. I can't tell you how this is going to work out. But I just know that, especially for us in America, I can't speak for the Europeans because they seem to be going along and getting along better than we are. And I think that American way is to fight back. 
you know, and to stand up for our heritage and to be aware of our heritage because we have a heritage. The Europeans, unfortunately, have a monarchy, have monarchies or their heritage. And that's not the same thing at all. That doesn't seem to me instill in people this love of their country in that way. So we have that, we have that going for us. So I am absolutely confident that this is coming in our direction. And I think that the um, results of the election just this past primary, just a few days ago, have been phenomenal. And I think it shows the American people, at least on the Republican side of the parties, um, are there. They're ready. Now, we don't have the Democrat side of the party. I think the people who Mm -hmm. haven't woke up yet and said, oh, my God, this isn't the party that I joined. This is Mm -hmm. not anything near what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough of them yet. They still are in this cult. It's like they want to root for their team and they can't get past that. Could they, is there enough of that where they could implement or get us fighting within each other and spark some kind of civil war type situation? Well, I don't think that's going to happen either. I don't mean to be a Pollyanna because I'm really not a Pollyanna at all. No, no, no. This is great. I'd like to hear this. (laughs) I'm really not a Pollyanna at all. Um, I think that a lot of people have left the Democratic Party. And I mean, more than we realize. Yeah, I mean, I've read, right? I've read an estimate that over a million people have left the Democratic Party just in these last couple of years. Um, and they, whether they become Republicans or independents like I am, um, doesn't matter because then you're still free to vote however you want to vote. Um, so I think that there is a wake up is happening. And I have to think that my friends in the Democratic Party are waking up as well. They, I mean, my friends in Florida, for instance, who were Democrats, um, were probably not so enthralled with DeSantis initially. And now I think they love him. Well, because he's in, he's for freedom. And when you compare... Yeah, he's taking care of them. He's protecting them. I always use this as an example, is that the president of Mexico is a socialist. Mm-hmm. And my libertarian friends think that the president of Mexico, which libertarian and socialism is like almost the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And my libertarian friends think that he is the best president in the world right now mm. because he actually cares about the people. Uh-huh. And that in and of itself makes you better than everybody else because you do what's right. Mm-hmm. And I am hope- that's a big statement. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Definitely. But I'm also hopeful that we have a whole new rash of candidates coming for this election um, that I want to believe that they are speaking truth to power, that they are committed yes. to what they're saying. And that's what they have to do. Yes. And, and um, I just believe that that's who they are and that that's what they're why That's why they're running. You know, they're not they're not running just to be Pollyannas. They're they're really running to make change, make some substantive policy change that needs to be made. Well, and there's some change. We haven't the narrative other than a few people, they're still afraid to talk about the jab. Mm-hmm. You're still a conspiracy theorist. We still have major high tech, big tech censorship colluding with the government. It's starting to unravel. We have our big lawsuit with our hearing in October, Mm -hmm. which I'm told, I was just told, Tom Rents just told me this, that Sarah, just the fact that you got a hearing is a big deal because most people don't get the hearing Mm -hmm. in the court of appeals. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I didn't, I just thought it was part of the process. No, that's a big deal. 
And we're the first case to really hit at that level. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you haven't funded yet, please, please, please fund. We, mm -hmm. we still need some money. Mm -hmm. If you haven't funded, please, please fund. Mm -hmm. It's uh, givesendgo.com slash defending free speech. I'll have the link below. Mm -hmm. Okay. That being said, um, we still have all these things in place. And I don't know if we're going to win, right? Mm -hmm. And three judges were recently placed by Trump during his days mm -hmm. because no one in at that level ever beat big tech before this but three new judges are in place mm. and the politics the tide of the political situation is changing and so and mm -hmm. there's been some small wins we could win this mm -hmm. um but then google's going to uh of course they're going to fight it and go to the supreme court so this is still out there for a while mm -hmm. i mean we're still in the battle of it and so my question is we haven't seen the fight back yet at least not publicly. Well, the fight back normally, okay, in the past has been that judge A, B, and C were all in their pocket. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's the reality that our judicial branch was yep. no more less corrupt than co Congress, unfortunately. Terrible to say, but that's the truth of it. So I think that's shifting. I really do. And I think the Supreme Court is helping it shift as well by being able to make certain decisions that are really very, um, certainly controversial at some point, but just um, really follow their theory about the law and whether something is constitutional or it's not constitutional. That's their job. That's the Supreme Court's job is to decide if this is constitutional or it's not constitutional. It's really simple actually. Um, it is. Yeah. yeah, and so they've done a great job so far, I think. I mean, you know, almost impressed not not totally but almost impressed i want to be impressed um and i think the attacks we see on them is is a real concern and i think that needs to be taken more seriously because i'm i am worried about them i am worried about them they yes. have to live their lives they have children and all that um, you're right so i think i think that that kind of their kind of decision making can also affect district and appeal courts along around the country to say, oh, well, wait a minute now, maybe I need to step back and think twice about this, not doing it this way I used to do it. I'm hoping. I hope so too, that there's enough of a tide changing because we yeah. haven't had the public, you know what I'm saying? We haven't had the, mm -hmm. the more public aggressive you know, statements against the jab and against the fact that there are treatments. They're starting to talk about preventative treatments. That's good. But we mm -hmm. really haven't seen the congressman and the and the country saying no. This jab is dangerous, not for just those that are have, you know, people shouldn't take it just if they're older and and um, have coexisting, you know, preconditions. Everybody, it's dangerous for everyone. You don't hear that yet. No, you don't hear anything from. I mean, other than Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Um, I can't, who I love. yeah, who I love too. And he's in a heck of a reelection race. So he's somebody we should all be helping as well. Um, as well as your suit. Um, but, um, other than him, I can't think of too many other members of Congress who have spoken out much about the different alternatives and, and where the, where the, where Fauci and, and Brooks, Brooks have been going. So they need to step up. It's time. And I hope this new crew, I hope there's a new crew of uh, members yes. of the House and Senate coming 
that are going to encourage those people who maybe are already elected, okay? Maybe they're just lackadaisical because they don't want to be the one to step up. You know, they don't want to buck their leadership. You know, they, so with new blood coming in, that's going to then spill over and make them be more courageous. I hope I have so, to believe that's that. what we need because, because until we have that, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to think that we've made, I mean, we haven't won, we haven't begun to win until we start seeing those actions. Right. Or we get them out of office or we just say, Hey, we, this, this, we got to create our own common law courts and, and start taking some of this back in a different fashion. Mm -hmm. Cause if it gets to the point, and I know a lot of people are moving in that direction because if it gets to a point where they aren't protecting people's, uh, you know, they're, they're, what they're doing is they're supporting genocide by being quiet. Mm -hmm. And if they're supporting quiet genocide, th that's not okay. Well, and they're supporting the, they're, they're supporting a, an economy based on false, false information and, you know, supporting everything that the Biden administration is in favor of by being quiet. That's right. So it's time to, I, I recently had an experience of trying to get a couple of kind of pseudo friends of mine to um, get more involved in politics in terms of really they're, they're there intellectually, but they don't want to give their time and their energy. Yeah. So they're, they'd rather I do it. They'd rather somebody else do it. And they want to be able to sit back and just uh, enjoy life and pretend it's going to be all okay. And it may be all well, okay. That's but my point. Yeah. That's going to be okay. If we all fight and if we all, if I think we all fight, everybody has some contribution to make. I absolutely believe that even if it's only, if you only write a letter to the editor, whatever it is, that is your contribution is important and it needs to happen. So whether you write that letter to the editor or whether you make a phone call to an elected official or to some bureaucrat and, and ask them questions and, or get to the bottom of some research that is troubling you because it's not fair, it's not right, it's not constitutional, it's not supporting the people. Whatever contribution any of us have to make, however small or mundane it may seem, is important to do. We all have to have some kind of an action plan that we're involved with well and that's why i don't like the messaging that oh we're winning this is ours we got it well mm -hmm. we might be the tide might be turning and mm -hmm. but it can turn tyrants have a way of making violence um shut people up pretty easily mm -hmm. violence can do a lot of stuff and the only way we can keep that from happening is if we all step up now because mm -hmm. they don't have the power yet to wield their violence but if they keep doing things like taking over our Navy, they may. Yeah. And we still need to get to the bottom of that, you know? Yes, so I am, I am committed to follow through some more on that. Um, when I look at the list of the House and the Senate members of the Armed Services Committee, I see some friends there, people who should be our friends. So I'd like to make some phone calls there and talk to their staff people and just start asking some questions. Did you know about this? You know, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. And even if that staff person wasn't there, I mean, they should be able to track it anyway. So I think that's the way, if any of your listeners are interested in pursuing this NATO Norfolk issue, I mean, that's one of the things that we could do and should be doing is calling those members of the House and, Arms and, and Senate Armed Services Committee, because they're the ones who have jurisdiction over the services, our military services. Um, and um, 
asking whether you knew about this and what did you know and when did you know it and what's the story that what's the story and that. then once we figure out what the story is now get on it and fix it mm -hmm. yeah yeah well how do we get out of this because how do we get out that's of this? right you know i don't know because they've signed agreements you know they've signed agreements but well, it was like the who amendments right they were trying mm -hmm. to make a global trying to get the who to take over mm -hmm. well well now we got nato taking over our military nobody did anything mm -hmm. they try to get the who to take over quietly mm -hmm. but we figured it out because you know people figured it out but that was more on our radar because of covid mm -hmm. this wasn't on our radar really yeah and so now what do we do now can we back out of it or what what do we do well i would think any strong president come come in and say i've looked at this and no we don't want to be part of the you know i think trump was headed towards not wanting to be part of nato i mean i think yes. he was not only stirring them up in terms of justifying their Just rationale who they are and, and the money issue but i mean to me he was at least in those early days looking to me like he was wanting to back out looking for an excuse to back out so i think it just takes a president or someone in authority whoever that may be um to just say this is not part of who we are anymore it was part of who we were back then but that's a different world. This is a different world today. It does not fit today's world. It's not appropriate for today's world. Well, it's like the WHO amendment. There's there's stuff mm. going through Congress now saying we don't want to be part of the WHO. Well, we need mm. stuff going through Congress to say mm -hmm. we don't want to be part of NATO because we don't want NATO to run our military. So just like we, we don't want WHO to run all our health services. So we just had that vote in the House and the Senate um, approving the Sweden Finland membership into NATO that had yeah. to come that had to come to Congress apparently because um, it's in the NATO rules that they have to be their membership has to be approved by their member member nation okay so that's why the Senate because I wondered why is the Senate and the House even voting on this what is that what possible reason could there be so it's because of that that in order for Sweden and Finland to become members all of them 30 member nations have to approve that so that's what that was all about well okay so they approve they so, approve that well they can start getting their acting gear one member and start looking at go one ahead. member one member of the senate voted against it and that was Josh Hawley of Missouri is he from Missouri he's from the Midwest um Rand Paul only voted present Rand Paul did not vote against it I don't know why he wouldn't vote against it but it, only one member of the senate out of 100 people one member of the senate voted against it on the house side 18 republicans voted against it and they were all what you might call trumpers um lauren bobert is my member of congress here and she voted against it uh, matt gates and you know it was that crowd that that uh, 18 people voted against it out of 425 people well you know what we need we need people talking about it on the campaign trail we need mm -hmm. people describing, talking about it, getting that information mm -hmm. out there and then answering for it. Why did you let NATO take over our Navy? This is about our sovereignty. This is a, Hello? this country was based on this, on that idea on, on defining and creating that concept of sovereignty. That's right. And this is a shot at our sovereignty big time. But just like the, it's just as bad as the who amendment. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. And people need to understand what it is that we're dealing with here. Okay. Yeah. Can 
can you tell people where they can follow you? I know you write just amazing stories. People need to follow you because you're doing amazing work. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I don't I, I once had a friend try to help me set up a blog and it just didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Well, I so I publish don't even your have stuff a blog. Now. So I have my I have my I'm sorry. I said I publish your stuff now. Oh yes, and I'll publish I mean, all thank your you stories. so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to have my own blog where I can just put yes, in, in just is. my yeah. thoughts, even you know, not just an article. Yeah. So I don't really, I really don't haven't gotten sufficiently professional, I guess, to do that. So um, right now, I mean, anybody can email me. My email is on my little bio at the bottom of any of my articles. So I'm open to having anybody email me who wants to, or if there's anyone who is interested in this NATO issue and following up on it, I think it really takes more than just one person to um, pursue it and to start talking yeah. to at least our friends who are on the Armed Services Committee and finding out what do you know and when did you know it and what's going on? That's right. Because we got to do need something to, about this. We can't, Yeah, that's we can't be in a situation where it's like I said, it's just as bad as the who scenario. It, mm -hmm. It's just our military. I can't believe mm, this is our, well, our, and our sovereignty because they are on our land. <laughs> they are on American land and they've brought their members. I'm sure their members, their families that they brought over here are very nice people. I don't have any problem, you know, thinking that, um, but this is the great reset. Yeah, they're they're invading. It's like invading our land in a different way than at the Southern border. This is their plan. This is their plan. It's a great reset. They want a global governance, yeah. and this is the beginning of it. And I think, and we, go no, ahead. I was just going to say I, I, that's absolutely correct, Sarah. I totally agree. And I think this was a long plan before Trump even went to that first meeting in Brussels in 2017. But I think that when he went there, he let them know he wasn't going to be part of their plan. And so that's why we then saw these other meetings, these other events taking place where they were formalizing the situation with NATO and Norfolk. But I think it was in the in the pipeline, somebody's pipeline, you know, it was on the on the agenda. And we just didn't know about it and he didn't know about it. They did it under the color of night, just like they tried to get the WHO amendments through, mm -hmm. but we happened yeah. to to learn about it and Yeah, you were on top of it. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Well, and but we weren't on top of this. And, right. you know, so they have to address it. They have to answer for their, the Congress needs to answer for their BS mm -hmm. and we need to figure out what's happening again. So people can contact yeah. you. We need people to help to figure out what really happened mm -hmm. and it needs to get out there. Well, we could have need people, I think, to call some of those members of the Senate and House um, Armed Services Committee. And if you look at the list and I think I have it, I'll just, I'll just tell you a couple of the names. Okay. So you'll know it's not a hopeless thing. You know, that there are friends there that we can talk to yeah. and ask what is going on. And um, the Democrats, I don't know what to say about the Democrats, because I think that they would be totally for it, is my guess at where the Democrats are coming from right now. And I've been a passionate Democrat for all of my life until 2016. And that that ended it for me. But on the Republican side, I mean, there are people there like um, not a lot. Josh Howley. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> On, well, he voted against on, it, but he, he knew was, what it but meant. But he's new, you know. He, I think he isn't. Yeah, and he's in his first term, I think, as Senate. But other people on there are Marsha Blackburn and um, Rick Scott from Florida, Tom Tillis. I think he's from North Carolina. Tom Cotton is from, I think, Alabama or 
some such place. Jim Hoff is the chair um, or the, the co-chair of the Armed Services Committee in the Senate. And I think he's Oklahoma. Um, but on the, on the Democratic side, you know, it's kind of the liberals. And I'm guessing that since they all voted for the Finland-Sweden membership, that I'm guessing they're not going to change their view and vote. And I don't know, you know, I mean, maybe it's worth a phone call to some of them if they're, if any of them are your home senators, especially if, if um, you have that kind of situation or that kind of connection that you can say you're one of their constituents and you want to know why they're doing it. Joe Manchin is on that list. He was on, he's on the Senate Armed Services Committee. Yeah, we, we got to, every, everybody needs to step up and start calling them and we got to put this story together and figure out what happened because yeah. this is the great reset. They're taking over our sovereignty. Yeah. And in the house, on the house side, um, there was Mo Brooks and I think he's still in. Matt Gates is on the house, uh, house Armed Services and Jim Banks. And of course our favorite, Liz Cheney. Um, but I think oh, Matt Gates and Jim Banks would be two people to begin with. And at least uh, Stefanik, who's from New York, and she's got some leadership position in the Republicans. And Mo Brooks, I think he's still in the House. Um, okay. So those are, uh, and Ro Khanna, you know that name, he's the Democratic liberal. But I, again, I don't know if they're they're worth too much in i mean i guess we should call them well why not because you don't know yeah, you if might they're, as well i mean if they're if they're your some of those people can flip yeah and if they're your especially if they're your hometown person you know then i think you have uh, absolute reason to call them and say what do you know what is this all about explain this to me and we got letters we got letters during the who thing from all those yahoos and we got to see what they really thought and a lot of these people were just like, yeah, I think they should take over or something. I mean, they're just idiots, mm -hmm. but that's what we need to know too. Right. So we can say, hey guys, this is what you're voting for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need is to know where really people what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a big, I think that's a big job that we could do. And maybe we could do, maybe I could write up some kind of an alert kind of thing for you, Sarah, that you might be able to publish. Oh, that'd be perfect. You know, and so to encourage people to start making these phone calls and we can have the list of the um, house and the Senate armed services so that they can look and see, you know, do you have a, are you a constituent of any of these people? And if you are, oh, that'd be perfect. You know, get on it, call them. Cause I, I'm not sure where else to go with this. You know, it's just, it's the Congress job to have, to have stopped this or to at least held hearings on it. The WHO amendments would have passed if we wouldn't have made a big stink out of it. Yeah. And so we have to do the same thing. Yes. So I'll do that. Now, I don't know what we can do, but yeah. So okay. We are like we an can... alert, like an action alert kind of thing. Perfect. Yeah. That'd be great. Perfect. Great. Okay. Well, excellent. Okay. You're just awesome. I'm so glad I ran into you. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you so and much. And we... We'll talk soon, and and okay. your uh, email contact will be on the bottom of the show page okay. and the show notes, okay. so people can reach you. Okay. And thank you, and you have an amazing weekend. Yes, thank you. I'm going to a campaign party tonight for someone who is um, a really wonderful candidate, and I really hope she wins. She's she's got she's energetic, and she's running against someone who's an incumbent. And unfortunately, one of the things with many incumbents, not all of them, but many of them, is that they stop doing any kind of public meetings. Mm. You know, they don't do public meetings about this is what I'm thinking about. This is why I feel this way. Or, you know, none of that is going on by her opponent. So and she's exactly the opposite kind of anyway. So I'm 
keeping well, fingers hopefully crossed. Hopefully, she can win. We still need to. We need to clean up the elections mm, too. People mm, have to win by a large amount. Yeah, otherwise, you know, selected. There's um, there's a really great. If you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you. But it's an analysis done of the um, Arizona primary, and it's charts of the numbers and showing the number of late voters. When I say late voters, I mean election day voters who were coming in at three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon, huge number of people, huge number of people voting late in the day on election day. Yeah. And they're wonderful. I mean, they're wonderful numbers to look at. Yeah. People just realize we got to come out in mass and we've got to vote in person. Then we got to vote in person. If I don't have a ballot to vote in person, I need to deliver it to you in person. That's right. A lot of people deliver their ballots. A lot of people. So, okay. Well, good. Well, thank you so much. And we will have you back. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. And I'll put that alert together for you. Okay. Excellent. Have a wonderful day. Yep. Bye-bye. Yes, you too. Thanks for your time.